0: Good evening and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is the primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I will be hosting the show exclusively for World Radio Paris. Carol Lagerfeld, the creative director of Chanel and one of the most prolific and widely popular designers of the 20th and 21st centuries, has died in Paris. He was 85. Lagerfeld was creative director of Chanel, the French house founded by Gabrielle Chanel, for an era-defining, age-defying 36 years. Upon assuming the reins in 1983, Lagerfeld swiftly revived Chanel, Reinterpreting the house found as iconic tweed skirt suits, little back dresses, and quilted handbags. He did it via the lens of the hip hop one season and California soft chicks the next. He was a pop culture savant without ever forgetting what the revolutionary Coco stood for independence, freedom, and modernity. In more recent years, as the company's fortunes grew and grew, Lagerfeld became known for the lavish Grand Palais sets he conceived for the six Chanel collections he designed every year. There was a rocket ship, a reproduction of the Eiffel Tower, and a supermarché stocked with Chanel brand products. Florence Wells sang on the Half Shell at the Spring 2012 show. The most memorable of all was the improbable giant iceberg from Scandinavia that Chanel shipped across the continent for the Fall 2010 show. Lagerfeld also pioneered the concept of the travelling pre-season show. The Carol Caravan has landed previously in Versailles, West Lothian, Scotland, Dallas, Sale, and, spectacularly, Havana in Cuba. What I love best in life is new starts, Lagerfeld once said. And thank goodness. In addition to his duties for Chanel, Lagerfeld was the creative director of fur and ready-to-wear at Fendi, a position he assumed in 1965. In an era of designer musical chairs, when creative directors are given three years, or even less, to make a brand work, Lagerfeld was the Renaissance Greece that broke the rule. The multitasking designer also designed collections under his own name, but despite his international fame, neither his eponymous collections or the ones he did for Fendi achieved the status of his work for Chanel. Lagerfeld was the worthiest of successors, the public's fascination with him rivals its interest in Chanel herself, who was the subject of numerous biographies, plays and films, both recent and vintage. Catherine Hepburn played her on Broadway in the 1970 musical Coco. There is no musical about Carol Lagerfeld's wife yet, but don't count him out. He cut an indelible figure with his omnipresent sunglasses, black leather gloves, chrome heart rings and powdered white ponytail. In the early 2000s he shed nearly £100 in order to wear the narrow cut suits designed by Hedy Sleman for dear home. And then went on to write a book about the process with his doctor called the Carol Lagerfeld Diet. More recent testaments to his notoriety include the public's fascination with his Birmingham cat, Choupette, who is also the subject of a book, and a popular Where's Waldo parody? Where's Carol? In the second season of A Series of Unforgettable Events, which aired back in the early 2018, the actor Neil Patrick Harris's character, Count Olaf, donned a Vera, Lagerfeld in disguise. A high collared shirt, strictly tailored jacket, ponytail wig, and went by the name of (music) Gunther. Carol Lagerfeld was born on the 10th of September 1933 in Hamburg, Germany, to Otto Lagerfeld and Elisabeth Badman. Although, as his peer, Azedin Alaya, was not to do, Lagerfeld often lied about his age, as well as the occupation and background of his parents. This was very much inarguable. His name has been in lights from the very earliest moments of his fashion career. In 1954, at barely 21, Lagerfeld won the international will secretariat in the coat category sharing the stage with a man who would become his rival in fashion and in love, Yves Saleron, who won for his dress design. The recognition handed Wagerfeld a job with the Couturier Pays Balmain, where he designed for films and dress stars, including Sophia Loren, after which he became head designer at Jean Pateau. In 1963, he began freelancing for Gabi Atheon at Chloé, which is finally considered to be France's first-ever ready-to-wear label, and took a full-time spot there until 1974, but not before he assumed the creative director job at the Roman Fourier label Fendi, a post he held until his death. His stint at Chloe paralleled the rise of designers from backroom workmen to stars worthy of the spotlight. Wagerfeld shared that spotlight with Yves Saleron, who is similarly credited with introducing the concept of ready to wear to the world with his Reeve Gauche line, which was launched in 1966. In 1983, Alain Werthmer, the co owner of Chanel, asked Lagerfeld to breathe New Life into the iconic French house, which had been in sweepy decline since Coco Chanel's death at the age of 87, back in 1971. Wagerfeld obliged in spectacular fashion. Capitalising on the burgeoning postmodern of the 80s, he quoted Cocoisms with such nerve his Chanel became the paragon of heritage and brand revivals. He didn't so much honour the Chanel codes as subvert them and then amplify them. See that Fall 91 hip-hop collection? And he delivered the goods off the runway also. Fashion without wit is disastrous, he once said. And he was rarely, if ever, without a quippy soundbite. But even as shows became spectacles, the Chanel signature Swede suit was the canvas Lagerfeld returned to and reinterpreted over and over again. The marvel of his many scores of collections is that although the silhouette changed dramatically, from one season to the next, they all looked recognisably archetypically Chanel. That goes for his ready-to-wear collections, his couture, and the annual Métier d'Art Show. The house stages every December, with most recently Carol and company taking over the temple of Dendour at the Met. Carol Wagerfeld manufactured and launched the Metier Dessert Confort in 2002 in order to celebrate the workmanship of the ateliers that Chanel acquired via its Parafection subsidiary. There are 26 Maisons in all, including Lesage embroidery, Gossens, Goldsmithing, Le Feathers and Maison Michel Milnery, some of which Coco Chanel worked with herself. Karl Lagerfeld was born on September the 10th, 1933, in Hamburg, Germany, to Otto Lagerfeld and Elisabeth Bachmann. Though, as his peer, Azadeh wasn't to do, Lagerfeld often lied about his age, as well as the occupation and background of his parents. This much is arguable. His name has been in lights from the very earliest moments of his fashion career. In 1954, at barely 21, Wagerfeld won the international will secretariat in the quote category, sharing the stage with a man who would become his rival in fashion and love, Yves Saint who won his dress design. The recognition landed Lagerfeld a job with the couturier Pierre Balmain, where he designed for films and dress stars, including Sophia Lorraine, after which he became head designer at Jean Pateau. In 1963, he began freelancing for Gabi Ayon at Chloe, which is widely considered to be France's first ever ready-to-wear label and took a full-time spot there in 1974, but not before he assumed the creative director job at the Roman Fourier label Fendi, a position that he held until his death. This stint at Chloe paralleled the rise of designers from backroom workmen to stars worthy of the spotlight. Lagerfeld shared that spotlight with Yves Saleron, who is similarly credited with introducing the concept of ready-to-wear to to the world with his Reeve-Gauche line, which was launched in 1966. In 1983, Alain Wirthmeimer, the co-owner of Chanel, asked Lagerfeld to breathe new life into the iconic French house, which had been in sweepy decline since Coco Chanel's death at the age of 87, back in 1971. Wagerfeld obliged in spectacular fashion, capitalizing on the burgeoning postmodernism of the nineteen eighties. He quoted Cocoisms such as "Vive His Chanel," became the paragon of heritage brand revivals. He didn't so much honor the Chanel codes as subvert and amplify them. See that fall nineteen ninety one hip hop collection, for example. And he delivered the goods off the runway as well. Fashion without wit is disastrous, he once said, and he was rarely, if ever, without a quippy soundbite. But even as the shows became spectacles, the Chanel signature tweed suit was the canvas Lagerfeld returned to and reinterpreted over and over again. The marvel of his many scores of collections is that although the silhouette dramatically changed, from one season to the next, they all looked recognizably and archetypically Chanel. That goes for his ready to wear collections, his couture, and the annual Metier d'Art show the house stages every December. Most recently, Carol and Co. took the Temple of Dendur at the Met. Carol Lagerfeld launched the Metier d'Art concept in 2002 in order to celebrate the workmanship of the ateliers that Chanel required via its parafection subsidiary. There are 26 Maisons in all, Lesage, Embroidery, Gossens, Goldsmithing, Le Feathers, and Maison Michel, Milnery, some of which Coco Chanel herself worked with. Longevity is Wagerfeld's greatest achievement, but his career has been marked by countless smaller ones, at Chloe, he defined the easeful look and the feel of ready-to-air, which was then a nascent category. In the 1990s, he began developing a second career as a commercial photographer, which enabled him to shoot his own advertising campaigns and portfolios for various international magazines, Vogue included. In 2004, Lagerfeld lent his Imprunteur, to HM's 1st designer collaboration. Webo's from Comme de Garcons and Maison Margiela signed on with the Swedish fast fashion giant in his wake, and collaborations remain the lingua franca of the fashion industry to this day. The one constant in his life was drawing. He was fashion's most prolific and gifted sketcher. His drawings have fetched thousands of dollars at auctions over the years and recently he's used his prolific skills in this medium to weave into politics and social commentary, skewering the German Chancellor Angela Merkel for her immigration policies and the Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein in the wake of his sexual misconduct scandal. Lagerfeld's ceaseless pursuit of the new job at work, with six collections a year at Chanel, was just for starters. It was a job requirement and it was also reflected in his homes. Museum-worthy collections of Louis XV, Art Deco and Memphis, which have been amassed and summarily sold off. Before the advent of the iPhone, he was famous for owning over 300 iPads each one programmed with different music. The only collection he ever deacquisitioned was his zillions of books. His home in Biarritz was said to hold three miles of them. So passionate, a bibliophobe, was Lagerfeld that in 1999 he opened a small bookshop in Paris' 7th district, 7L, and the following year he launched an imprint with the German publisher Steidel. Lagerfeld received many accolades over the years. Nicole Kidman presented him with a Lifetime Achievement Award on behalf of the Council of Fashion Designers of America back in 2002. And the British Fashion Council recognised him in 2015 with its Outstanding Achievement Award. He received France's highest honour, the Commander of the Legion d'Honneur. From the then-president, Nicolas Sarkozy in 2010, and in 2015, Chanel was the subject of a Costume Institute exhibition that juxtaposed period pieces with Lagerfeld's creations. As for his successor, Lagerfeld once claimed he'd like Heider Ackerman, although he later denied it. More recently, Hedy Slimane was rumoured to be launching menswear for the house, but that claim was likewise refuted. Today, Chanel said that Lagerfeld's right of hand Virginie Viard, who came out in his place at the January Couture show, would take over creative work for the collections. Nonetheless, the truth of the matter is that Carol Lagerfeld is simply irreplaceable. Upon the death of Karl Lagerfeld on the 19th of February, Chanel announced that Virginie Viard, the director of the creative studio of the house, would take the reins, so that the legacy of Gabrielle Chanel and Lagerfeld could live on. On February the 27th, just six days prior to the autumn-winter 2019 presentation at Paris Fashion Week, Chanel reiterated that the brand leadership would remain internal the squashing rumours of a round of musical chairs in fashion, the industry's favourite party game to predict. Via will oversee all haute couture, ready-to-wear, and accessories, going forward as Lagerfeld's long-standing right-hand woman, which is officially appointed Artistic Director of the collections. Eric Profunder, Chanel's Director of Image for the last three decades, will stay as Artistic Director of Fashion Image. Quoting, Chanel Chief Executive Officer Alain Withmeyer confirms his confidence in the team that worked with Caro for over 30 years and all in the fashion teams at Chanel under the leadership of Bruno Pavlovsky, the fashion president for the house, to further develop the creativity and vitality of fashion at Chanel the company said in a statement. The ad's appointment promises continuity, but it is also a landmark moment at the house. Not since Gabrielle Chanel first introduced her brand to the world back in 1910 has another woman been at its head. After joining Chanel as an intern in 1987 and following Lagerfeld to Chloe in 1992 and 1997, VR took on the role of coordinator for Chanel Haute Couture, and then ready to wear, back in 2000. She has been taking a bow alongside Lagerfeld since the Cruise 2019 show in May 2018, and also took a solo turn around the Long Palais at the close of the Couture Spring-Summer 2019 show in January, when Chanel announced that Lagerfeld was feeling tired. The first presentation without the legendary creative director, who built up an insurmountable legacy over his 36 years as its leader, will be emotional for VR and everyone invited to witness Lagerfeld's last work for The House this week in Paris. <music> I hope that you can join us for the next show where I will be critiquing Europe's most recent International Fashion Week offerings for Autumn Winter 2019 which saw Paris, as always, as the protagonist. Plus, what you can expect to see on the streets of Europe for the new fashion season in September. With more details and features to follow you can catch up with all the fashion news Views and reviews on www.forcemagazine.com and at FORC Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.